Blog Talk Radio.
I am Jehovah, the mighty God. Jesus Christ, and welcome to Miracle Internet Church. We are a Christian Protestant Internet Church, and we meet on the Internet every Wednesday evening and Friday evening at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America, and whatever time that happens to be wherever you are in the world. We are an international ministry. We are in over 100 countries outside of the territorial United States of America. And on Sundays, we meet together as one, as Miracle Outreach Ministries on Sunday. Amen? Praise the Lord. I'm Pastor Sabrina, and Brother Bill is here. Brother Marshall is here. You're here. God is here. We're ready to go. Amen? We're blessed in the Lord, and I pray that you had a glorious week in the Lord, and if you don't think you did, maybe by the end of the broadcast tonight, you'll see things a little differently. Amen. Amen. I want to encourage uh, those of you who... Uh, maybe forgot to continue the binding and loosening that we were doing during the fast to pick it back up again and to continue. Amen. There's a blessing to be received in that. Amen. So we're going to get down to what we're going to talk about tonight fairly soon. I do want to acknowledge uh, the passing of the Queen of England, Queen Elizabeth. And I do want to say that uh, in spite of some not so positive remarks, she held her position well. Let me say it that way. And she did set an example for world leaders. She didn't change and become something else. She did it through the personality that was hers. Amen? Nobody is ever going to agree with everything you do, even if you're a parent. No one is ever going to agree with every single thing. There are always going to be those that have their own opinion of things and that firmly know in their own minds and hearts that you could just whisk your hand and change everything. But that's not always the case. Sometimes, even in our own private lives, we have to come to grips with situations that are not to our liking, but we must show leadership nonetheless. Amen? So I I do applaud her for that. 
Amen? We all have times where we have to call on whatever God, gift God placed within us, and we have to operate in that gifting, in that grace that God has given us. She did not ask for the position that she had. She was born into that position. And many of us have the same situation in our lives. We did not ask for the position that we find ourselves in. It seems that we were born to do or fulfill the responsibilities that we're fulfilling. So with that, I want to say that with that in mind, I think she did a good job. It wasn't the easiest job. It was by far one of the more difficult ones because 70 years is a long time. 70 years is a long, long time. It's more than some people's lifespan. It's more than some people's lifespan. Think about it. There is no one that does not make mistakes, that uh, does not make decisions that are unpopular, that, in fact, that doesn't make decisions that they don't even agree with necessarily themselves. However, most people attempt to do their best. And I do believe that she attempted to do her best. All right? Her motto was, I serve. She saw herself as a servant, superseding her own personal thoughts, opinions, and desires. She saw herself as a servant. And I would so wish and desire that more people saw themselves in that light as servants. Too many people in today's world are seeking to be served. They want, 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 but they have very little to give because they have very shallow lives. Pray that our young people would learn the merit, the grace, and the beauty of serving. Jesus came to serve, not to be served. And I pray that as we continue to turn from our wicked way, that we will learn the servant has the greater position. Amen? It's not easy to be a servant leader. But I think she did a very good job considering the circumstances that, and the possible consequences of her choices in the world in which she found herself and the world that she was to a great extent, responsible to lead. 
So I know that there are those who have angry feelings, bitternesses, and hardships, and maybe rightly so. But none of us is Jesus Christ. There's only one of him. We do our best, but there is only one Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. So I pray that if we don't learn anything else from her life, we would learn that being a servant is truly a great thing indeed. Amen? Amen. And with that, we should go before the Lord our God in prayer. Our God is a good God. And even though he's God, he serves us. He's a very good God. He actually serves the people that he made from dust. Now, that's something very tremendous. Perhaps you should consider it and think about it, that the God who made the entire universe and the universes beyond actually serves the humans that he made in his own image and likeness from dust. Our God is truly great. Amen? Our God is truly great. And we are seeking him to be conformed to his image. We want to be more like him and a lot less like who we used to be. A lot less like who we used to be. Amen? So, She leaves behind a legacy of servanthood, not perfect servanthood, but committed and faithful servanthood. That's what we should remember about her. Amen? Amen. And another point, I would also hope that the young women of generation would notice that she never presented herself publicly in any form of lewdness. She was always appropriately attired for the occasion. Fashionable, many times understated, but never lewd. Amen? Never lewd. Never um, out of order. Fashionable. True to who she was. Her demeanor is admirable. But she was never lewd. She was never a sex symbol. You see, I don't believe that sex needs a symbol anyway. She never 
displayed herself unseemingly. Perhaps we can learn that from her as well. Too many of our young people tire themselves with whatever is current, not considering that others gain an impression because they haven't spoken to us, they don't know us, they see us, and whatever we are presenting outwardly tells them who we are. Well, some of what is presented today doesn't speak well for the person who is inside the body. Amen? It's not necessary to show excess skin. It's not necessary to have clothes that are too tight. It's not necessary uh, to put the human body on for the whole world to see. That's not necessary. And that's not beauty anyway. True beauty comes from within. It radiates outward. I would pray that as we are going through this period worldwide of mourning her loss, the loss of her, that we would look at her example and see the things that we should learn. Perhaps it will help us to be better persons. Amen? Amen. Because you see, it's difficult to find a virtuous woman. In our day and time, you you may as well forget about the needle in the haystack. You need to go talk to Jesus Christ and ask him to go find that woman because it's highly possible that you won't be able to find her on your own. It's difficult to find a virtuous man You might not be able to find that person on your own You might have to seek the Lord And wait for his timing Amen You want to go out there and try it on your own Why? You're going to do what you want to do anyway But you might come back all beat up and scarred Far better to wait on the Lord. Far better to wait on the Lord. She married someone who had the ability and the tenacity to hang in there with her. She chose someone who would not be drowned in who she was and the responsibilities that she had to carry out. She chose someone who would support her without jealousy. That's an interesting combination, support without jealousy and envy. And someone who had stick to 
someone that would stick with her no matter what befell her. That's hard to find. And while everyone has their opinion, he stuck with her. In today's time, that's extremely difficult to find because she was the more prominent one in the couple. She had all the notoriety and a great deal of the money. So you see, sometimes the person you choose is not the person you think you love. Sometimes the person is one who is suited for the life that you must live. And I would hope that our listeners would consider that, should that be their plight in this life. It's not always the one that you have all these emotions for. You see, emotions change on you. It's the one who has the character, the integrity, the gifting to continue with you throughout the journey of life, committed to you, without being treacherous, without being wickedly abusive to you, that doesn't try to take the limelight from you, but accepts their position with honor and grace. That's a high calling. Amen? That's a high calling. Many people wouldn't be able to do that. But also, they came from a different era in time where those virtues were honored. And I pray that before each of us leaves this planet, that those virtues will become honored once again. Amen? Amen. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, you explain to us in the scriptures the virtues that you honor. And we thank you that the divine seed of your nature is in us. Those virtues have the opportunity to grow, to mature, and to blossom in our lives. We pray, Father, that as we continue to seek your face, as we're growing as Christians, that we will allow you to bring forth those very virtues in us when the time is right and when the need is apparent. We want to thank you, Lord, for every opportunity that we have to put you on display through our lives. We want to thank you, Lord, for every opportunity that we have to see you in others. We want to thank you, Lord, for the ministering spirit. We want to thank you for your praising angels. We want to thank you for your warring linking angels that surround us. 
We want to thank you for the wall of fire that surrounds us with your very glory in the midst. I saw a marquee the other day, and it said, the patience of God. How you stick to it with us and how you work with us and work on us. And develop us over time until we come to the place where we look like Jesus. We sound like Jesus. We act like Jesus. We believe what Jesus believes. And we say what Jesus said. That's a lot of patience, Father. You say in your word that as you have loved us, that we should love one another. So, Lord, help us to be patient with ourselves and with others as you are patient with us. It took a lot to get us to where we are. Many of us have forgotten How much work you put into getting us to this place. We forget what we really were like and that someone had to invest their time, their energy, their prayers, their fasting, their patience, their long-suffering. Someone had to sacrifice to help us to come to where we are today. Help us to be willing to sacrifice, to help others when it's our turn to give. Freely we have received, freely we should give. Freely we have received, freely we should give. It's taken years, Lord, to get us where we are. Surely, We can bear the load for a season as you have called us to do so. Thank you for every opportunity. We want to thank you for every grace and every gift that you have given us to serve the body of Christ. We want to thank you for blessing us in the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room as we come together, Lord, as we pray to you in the name of Jesus Christ, as the saints come in agreement with the decisions and the, the pro- proclamations of the Godhead and with the scriptures that we attach to our prayer requests, we want to thank you for your answers. We want to thank you for your power that's released. We want to thank you for the love. We want to thank you for the word. We want to thank you for the armor and the warfare. Thank you for the blood of Jesus Christ. Without your blood, Lord Jesus, none of this would be possible. And without you, it would all be in vain. So we thank you for everything, every blessing, every grace, every power that you've given us to move forward in the Christian life 
with you. And as we walk with you, Lord, let us become more like you every day. Every day. Let us become more like you every day. Without fear, without depression, without judging, but instead in love. Without rebellion, without selfishness, without anger, without pride, without resentment, but in love. Without rejection, without insecurity, without guilt and condemnation, without impatience, without timidity, but with your grace, with your grace. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, from our position, seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, we bind Satan, the strong man, and all his evil angels, evil spirits, demonic agents, all of his underlings, timings, maneuvers, tactics, devices, plans, orders. We cancel all demonic assignments and satanic agendas against the righteous. We take the territory from Satan in Jesus' name. We bind every form of godliness which denies the power of Jesus Christ. We come into agreement with the Father, Jesus Christ, and the Holy Spirit, and we come out of agreement with Satan, his agents, and their powers in Jesus' name. We close and seal all portals, channels, open doors of access to the enemy. We pull down all demonic thrones. We bind the wicked principalities, powers, rulers of darkness, and all spiritual wickedness in high places. We release the all-consuming fire of God on every ley line, silver cord, and garland. We bind the demons and workers of darkness in the heavenlies, in the bush, and in the deep. We bind rape and murder to its strong man, and we dethrone them all, chaining them all in eternal chains and darkness, placing them in the custody of the Holy Spirit. We bind the sources of all witchcraft attacks. We return the attacks onto the heads of the devils that bring them to cling to them for eternity. We bind all trafficking demons, listeners, reporters, watchers, peeps, whisperers, familiar demons, electronic, digital, and technology demons and their attacks, leviathan spirits and their attacks, all brainwashing spirits, kundalini spirits and their attacks, water and marine spirits and their attacks, sex devils and their attacks, unclean spirits and their attacks, passive devils and their attacks, Sorcery devils and their attacks, seducing, womanizing, drone, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger and their attacks, all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all electromagnetic attacks, smart technology and particle attacks, techno-paganism and mind control by the occult. We bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. 
We thank you, Lord, for your grace. We bind off sorcery devils and their attacks, all seducing and womanizing and drone spirits and their attacks, whoredom spirits and their attacks, all the voices of the stranger, the charmer, and the seducer and their attacks, and all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We bind all pain-afflicting spirits, sleep deprivation spirits, artificial intelligence spirits, all the Havana syndrome, all brain changes, injuries, all remote viewing, all sonic and audio weapons, all targeted radio frequencies, all pulse weapons and their attacks, microwave attacks, debilitating sonic frequency attacks, and the work of every druid. We bind all hypnotic and trance devils and their attacks, all mystic rituals and their intent. We overturn and empty all cauldrons and chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all force feedback, cyber sex, cyber sex crimes, pornography, demonic curiosity, bewitching, which manipulate modern technology, all post-microwave radiation attacks designed to cause neurological problems and brain injuries, debilitating headaches, vertigo, binding directed energy microwave weapons, binding all vibrations, which are demons, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind all 5G and components, everything coming off the cellular towers, off the satellites, and through our electronic and technological devices. We bind you in Jesus' name. We bind every order of magic and mystic arts, Buddhist, black magic, Santeria, Kabbalah, Egyptian, Chaldean, Hindu, Indian, African, North American, South American, Arctic, Antarctic, Chinese, Japanese, Korean, Vietnamese, Cambodian, Islander, Australian, New Zealander, Caribbean, Latin American, tribal, indigenous, and other groups all over the world, even in the Bermuda Triangle. We bind all black and white magic in Jesus' name. We bind the works of the the magicians, and we over and overturn and empty all their cauldrons, all their chalices upon the heads of the conjurers and the magicians. We bind all Morgellons' attacks. And we return every attack to the senders. We bind the culture of corruption worldwide. We bind all free-flying devils and all evil spirits which take animal forms, all shape-shifting spirits. We bind each demon responsible for the dominion of sin in our culture. We bind impulsivity, inattention, racing mind, and hyperactivity. We bind the prince of the power of the air, and we return his powers to Jesus Christ. We bind the power of the dog and every abomination that has been committed. We bind the Lord of the flies and his agents, and we place them under the feet of the Lord Jesus. 
We bind the Mandela effect and all satanic ritual abuse devils, satanic worship and witchcraft dedications in Jesus' name. We bind all formations of bullflies and demonic insects. We bind all spiders in their webs, trapping them in their own webs. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind the spirits of infirmity, supplanting the gods of the people of the land, the gods of the groves, and every spirit that exalts science, logic, human reasoning, and demonic knowledge against the knowledge of God and makes man wise in his own eyes. We bind the transference of evil spirits. We bind mammon and his agents. We bind all demons sent forth to intimidate, harass, manipulate, lie against, mock, wear down, infect, destroy, spy, sabotage, monitor, track, hinder, besmirch, block, distract, confuse, pervert, stifle, curse, expose, stop, defile, assassinate, corrupt, divide, confound, undermine, attack, despise, reproach, and reduce the effectiveness of the righteous in Christ Jesus. We return and loose these attacks to the senders according to the covenant. We bind the bondage of generations of fools and the spirit of the fool. In Jesus' name, we bind the fool's anger. We bind the carnal mind. We return to sender according to the covenant all in every reprisal, retribution, counterattack, retaliation, all avenging, all blowbacks, all vengeance, every boomerang, each payback, and all requiting of our righteous warfare in Jesus' name. This includes every evil work, mark, rite, ritual, ceremony, sacrifice, proclamation, pronouncement, vow, root work, or sin against us, astral projection, sending demons to us, to work against us and against all that pertains to us. No demon or wicked person or unrighteous event left behind, binding the inordinate use of conjugal rights in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord, for that. Amen. Thank you, Lord, for that. We bind all vampire spirits, voodoo, hoodoo, ancient arts, mystic rituals, Devils attending the New World Order, New Age Movement, Great Reset, Make-Believe, Fantasy, Fables, Enchantments, La La Land, False Religions, Numerology, Horoscopes, the Spirits and Works of the Oppressors, the Spirit and the Children of Disobedience, Martial Arts, Yoga, Transcendental Meditation, Antichrist Ideologies and Doctrines, Ahab and Jezebel (coughs) Practices, Lewdness, Perversions, the Outworking of Vain Deceit. Death spirits, spirits of destruction, chaos, and mayhem, oppression, depression, anarchy, premonition, clairvoyance, ESP, telepathy, psychokinesis, out-of-body experiences, reincarnation, haunting, poltergeist, astral travel, psychic healing, demonic meditation, spirit guides, and defilement by wizards. We bind the king of pride and all of his agents, and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness in Jesus' name. We bind all human, demonic, blood, sexual, financial, animal, fecal, and soulish sacrifices. We bind all devils attached to idols and idolatry. We bind every form of rebellion, idolatry, root work, mind control, apathy, nature worship, deception, scoffing, error, worldly indoctrination, military spirit, rioting, abuse, all trolls, all fear, combative jealousy, fleshly ambition, the culture of corruption, weariness, betrayal, unfaithfulness, and temptations to sin. We bind Belial, Beelzebub, Baal, Molech, Basilic, Python, Neptune, Zeus, Apollyon, Kali, Isis, Osiris, all gods and goddesses, Mammon, Atlas, and Baphomet in 72. 
and we chain them with eternal chains under darkness. We undo the work of all the demonic weapons, fireballs, poisons, voodoo pins and dolls, hot and cold spots, codes, triggers, charms, tumors, designs, and we return their afflictions to the worker of witchcraft and their pagan sources. We break the power of every Masonic ceremony, ritual, and rite, all of their powers, and the, the powers of the associated groups that work with them. We bind the brotherhood, the lodge, the craft, and the grips and their meanings in Jesus' name. We bind every spirit that was familiar to the Laodiceans. We bind the pride and foolishness of our own opinions, the work of errors in our lives, and we return and loose all the retaliations of the enemy upon his own head according to the scriptures. We bind all traditions and customs rooted in sin. We renounce and denounce them all and loose ourselves from them. We bind the gang stalkers and send their fear, harassment, witchcraft back on their own heads as well as their mind control in Jesus' name. We bind the spirit of slumber. We thank you, Father, that you have given us power over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means harm us. We rejoice with you that our names are written in heaven, and we bind every spirit that denies the deity of the Lord Jesus Christ and his blood atonement on the cross of Calvary. Father, we ask for eyes to see, ears to hear, hearts to believe, and minds to receive what the Spirit of God says to the church. We repent of an evil heart of unbelief and accord with Calvary, We ask you, Father, to teach us to guard our hearts with all diligence. Lord, we've come to loose the bands of wickedness, to undo heavy burdens, every yoke and chain, and to call for justice and plead for truth. Lord, develop in us a love for the truth. Lead us into truth. Your word is truth. Make us to know the truth, and your truth will make us free. When the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Amen. Thank you for the standard. Lord, we've come to celebrate the scriptures with you and to tread on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. We will not turn back from pursuing the enemy until the Godhead does. The Lord Jesus Christ is our commander-in-chief in whom we serve and obey. Father, we pray for the peace of Jerusalem, for kings, for all who are in authority, and all true Christians everywhere especially those Christians, Father, who are being persecuted and those that were left behind in Afghanistan. Though we walk in the midst of trouble, you will revive us. You will stretch forth your hand against the wrath of our enemies, and your right hand shall save us. Thank you, Lord, and render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom their reproach, wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. Thank you. We command every devil that followed us, was sent to us, transferred to us to be bound in the name of Jesus Christ. We command you to leave us and never return in Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus Christ, we cover ourselves in the blood of Jesus and our transportation, whatever mode that may be, the road or the airway that we are traveling through, the spiritual territories that we are traveling through, And we forbid any devil or any entity, any ungodly entity to cross our path or to come near us or to come into our way in the name of Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, for your angelic protection over us. We cover ourselves and our property with the blood of Jesus. 
And we take authority over every spirit that would attack us in the nighttime or when we're resting. Any dreams, nightmares, sex dreams, or anyone trying to get into our dreams, we command them to stay away. We shut the portal to them in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask for the wall of fire around us to protect us in Jesus' name. We pull out all fiery darts, pins, needles, spears, voodoo, witchcraft curses, anything being sent to us, we pull it out now in Jesus' name. And we close every evil open door that's been opened to the demons in Jesus' name. We disconnect from ourselves all ungodly silver cords and ley lines and all ungodly soul ties, attachments, covenants, agreements, oaths, consents, garlands, vows, pledges, pacts, leads, and all other types of agreement with the demonic realm, especially spoken curses that we have spoken over ourselves. We break down and tear down walls of protection around globalists, shamans, nanotechnology, Satanists, wizards, warlocks, witches, sorcerers, divinators, and the like. We break the power of each and every curse, love spell, vex, hex, sorcery, magic, voodoo, mind control, potions, bewitchments, death, destruction, incense and candle burning, crystals, hoodoo, root works, torment, incantations, ungodly blessings, tribal rituals, and sins being sent against us. We send it right back where it comes from, in the name of Jesus Christ. We bind every spirit of sorcery. We bind every spirit of bitterness and hatred and murder, envy, jealousy, wizardry, We bind those powers in the name of Jesus Christ. We disconnect ourselves and loose ourselves from those spirits in Jesus' name. And we thank the Lord for the liberty that he has given to the body of Christ in Jesus' name. And we receive it by faith. And everybody said amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. You've got a warlock or a wizard on your job. They're sending warfare to you. Return to sender in Jesus' name. I'll say this again. You have a witch, a warlock, a wizard, or whatever on your job sending powers against you. Return to sender in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Return to sender in Jesus' name. God didn't order that for you. You didn't request it. It's like bad mail. You send it back wherever it came from. Amen. Our featured psalm for this evening's worship service is Psalm 101. And our verse for meditation comes from the New Testament, 3 John, verse 11. Our featured ebook, Sound, Mind, Spiritual Power, 
renewed in the name of Jesus. And that link is in the chat room. Our guest call-in number remains area code 319-527-6235 and press 1. Amen. Amen. You've got someone attacking you in the spirit realm. What you're supposed to do is return to sender in Jesus' name. And that teaching can be found in our archive. Amen. That teaching can be found under archive sermon. For those of you who are new, if you're attempting to listen to us live, you will need to listen through your phone while the live broadcast is being recorded and keep up with us uh, through the chat room. The chat room is located, thank you, Brother Bill. The chat room is located on our webpage, which is miracleinternetchurch.com. That's miracleinternetchurch.com. When the page comes up across the banner, you'll see uh, MIC radio chat, Miracle Internet Church radio chat, MIC radio chat. Click that. When the page changes, click guest. When the page changes, sign in using your own name. Amen. Sign in using your own name. Enter and then greet the saints and they will greet you as well. The same procedure for signing in to the Global Prayer Warriors prayer room. Amen. How do we know how to find all these services? We've listened to them over and over and over again. It helps, you know. And if you have a cell cell phone, you may use your browser to locate us at uh, MiracleInternetChurch.com when the page comes up. Across the banner, you'll see three white lines against a black background. Click the three white lines. That's your link. And it opens up all the other links. And you may proceed from there. Praise the Lord. So, we want to encourage you to fully participate in this ministry. We have a Global Prayer Warriors prayer room that we ask that you sign in using your name. We ask that when you enter a prayer request that you address the Godhead, that you address the Father in the name of Jesus Christ, that you refrain from me. My dog broke his foot. No, you need to pray to God. The saints don't answer prayers. God does. You need to pray to the one who answers the prayers. You pray to God in the name of Jesus Christ. You ask for what you need. You add some scriptures, and the saints come alongside and agree with the determination of the Godhead concerning your prayer request and the scriptures that you have applied to your prayer request. Amen? And that is how this prayer room works. 
and it works extremely well. Amen? So we ask that when you come up to participate, that you follow those guidelines. Amen? The Lord. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. God is a good God, and he blesses those who walk in obedience with him. Amen? Amen. So tonight, we're going to talk about a change to peace. A change to peace. Mm. All of us are gifted with unique traits, gifts, and personalities. And I'm grateful to the Lord for that because it would be terrible if all of us were exactly alike. There would be no variety and a whole lot less fun. So I am grateful that we all are uniquely designed by our God, and we are all different. And we all bring different attributes to various situations. Amen? So I want to thank the Lord that we're all different. While some of our differences can be attributed to personality and others to temperament, there are still other differences which are a matter of habit. By habit, we are different. These habits can most certainly be changed. These habits can most certainly be changed. It will require our willingness. It will require our willingness, but these habits can be changed. These changes are made by calling upon God, the Holy Spirit, to transform us yet more into the image of Christ. Yet more into the image of Christ. In 2 Corinthians, 2 Corinthians, Chapter 3, verse 18, 2 Corinthians, chapter 3, verse 18, but we all beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory, are changed into the same image from glory to glory, even as by the Spirit of the Lord. Romans. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, Be not conformed to this world, but 
be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Somebody's mind's got to change. That ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Amen? The mind has to change. It has to change. We have to agree to the change and participate in the change. Amen? As saints, we can become mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord. The Holy Spirit The Spirit of the Lord works within each of us. We become more and more like him. More and more like him. So let's take a look for a moment. Let's take a a look for a moment at change. Change. Beverly and Denise are two very similar but different persons. I know you haven't met them yet, but Beverly and Denise are two similar but very different persons. Both are Christians and love the Lord. However, they handle circumstances differently. They handle circumstances differently. Beverly is a very happy-go-lucky type of person. That's the way she is. Whatever comes her way, she just lets it roll wherever it may. Denise is more serious and focused. So we have two Christians. Both of them love the Lord, but they handle circumstances differently. Well, wouldn't you know, both Beverly and Denise were scheduled to take midterm biochemistry exams. Both studied very, very diligently. Beverly studied up until the night of the exam and then retired to rest. Denise, however, kept studying even until it was time to leave for the exam. Beverly's ride to the campus called and told her that they wouldn't be able to make it. So she called around and discovered that she could catch the public transportation bus across the street from her apartment complex, and it would deliver her 
right to the main street on the campus. So she collected her belongings and headed out. Denise had a similar experience. She attempted to start her car, but it wouldn't crank. The battery was dead. And she freaked out. She was frustrated. She fumed. She had a meltdown. Her stomach churned. She bit her well-manicured nail, the car. As she imagined herself, arriving to the exam late, believing that the door would be locked, she felt like giving up. But God had mercy on Denise. As she sat in her car fuming, one of her classmates drove up. He asked, if she needed help. And once she related the story, he gave her a ride to campus. Both studied, both had transportation hiccups. What was the difference? Their own perspective own point of view. A casual observer would say that it's the difference in their personalities, but not so. Denise should not attempt to be Beverly. Denise should be Denise and Beverly should be Beverly. No, she should not even try to be Beverly. She should stick to being Denise. However, Denise can learn to develop a more scripturally positive perspective on life. Indeed, if she is to enter into God's contentment, And to be at peace, Denise must change. Denise must change. Unless she does, this same point of view, this same perspective, this same attitude that surfaced on the way to the exam will destroy the happiness in her life. So as we continue to grow in Christ Jesus, we learn that we can either change our circumstances or we must change our perspective, point of view on those circumstances. Amen? We learn the change must come. 
Amen? Change must come. So, since we are not able to change every single thing about life, we must make adjustments. Praise the Lord for adjustment. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, verse 24. The Gospel of John, chapter 7, and verse 24. Judge not according to the appearance but judge righteous judgment. Jesus said this. Judge not according to the appearance, but judge righteous judgment. What is righteous judgment? It is simply this. Seeing our issues or circumstances according to what the word of God speaks. Quite simply, it is this. Seeing our issues or circumstances according to what the word of God speaks. Not necessarily what we're accustomed to. Not necessarily the way we've always been, or what we heard someone on YouTube say. Sometimes we can change our circumstances, but many times we cannot. We actually have little or no control over many important factors of everyday living. So if we are to experience peace on a greater level, we must adjust to human problems, errors, weaknesses, accidents, and any number of events. If we choose not to adjust ourselves to them, we will deeply affect our peace and our joy. Our peace and our joy. John chapter 14, verse 27, the Gospel of John, chapter 14, verse 27. Amen. John chapter 14, Verse 27, peace I leave with you, Jesus said. My peace I give unto you. Not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Neither let it be afraid. So the Lord is telling us that he's giving us his peace. 
We hadn't thought to ask for it, but he's giving it to us. And it's his peace, not the world's peace, that he's giving to us. And having given it to us, he says not to allow our hearts to be troubled. Now, we're not going to ask how many people get an A-plus on this. But we are going to encourage everyone to improve. Do not allow your heart to be upset, anxious, or overturned with anything. Doesn't sound like the kind of day Denise has. Do not allow your heart to be afraid. Now, we know during the pandemic, many people, Christians, allowed themselves to become frightened, afraid, and intimidated, browbeaten with fear. Jesus said, don't do that. And he meant it. And so if you're one of those persons who allowed fear in your heart, who allowed it to move in and take over parts of your life so that you don't live as fully as you did before, you need to repent. You need to go to your Savior and you need to repent because he's called us to live the life that he has given us with peace. He calls us to an abundant life, not a limited life locked up in your house, an abundant life. He's called us to freedom, called us to liberty. So, amen. He's called us to live life differently. We're not supposed to be mashed in to the mold that the devil has planned for the world. No, we're not. Amen? Praise God. Sometimes we have to learn that. Amen. Our perception, even more so than our circumstances, are the building blocks with which we construct our own personal lives. It's how we create a sense of sanity in the world that we live in. If our world is empty, irritating, boring, hectic, or hurried, it is because we have perceived it that way and we've made it that way. That's right. If our world is how we we see it now, it's empty, it's irritating, it's alone, it's full of loneliness, it's hectic, it's hurried, We have, first of all, believed that that's how it really is. 
and we have contributed majorly to that end. No matter what the circumstances, our view of life, our perspective determines our own level of joy and contentment. So we are the ones that regulate, not other people, we are the ones that regulate our own level of joy and our own level of contentment. I know you thought it was the neighbors down the street, but you were mistaken. I know you thought it was your ex, but you were mistaken. We are the ones, regardless of our circumstances, that determine our level of joy and contentment. So if you feel that your life or you believe that your life is lacking in joy and contentment, go look in the mirror and you will find the responsible party. So we're not saying, as some have taught in error, that you need to go around just thinking positively. If you act enthusiastic, you will be enthusiastic. We're not doing that foolishness. That's a crime. The only true positive kind of thinking there is is biblical thinking. It's based and in line with the scriptures. There are some very ungodly people who think of themselves as being positive, and they will tell you that. They make no room in their lives for the doctrine of sin and the reality of true moral guilt and human accountability to God. They don't have room for that. They think these things sound negative. So when you try to present the gospel to them from that perspective, they shun you because they're forever positive about everything. But how can you be positive when you're headed to hell? But there are many that will tell you that they are. Unfortunately for them, unless they humble themselves and accept basic biblical truths, no matter how negative they may view them, all of their positive thinking will not deliver them from hell itself. So we have people on the earth who talk about philosophy. They have their own, they make up their own, they borrow someone else's. And they have a seminar every weekend for hundreds of dollars for you to come listen to what they think. And they tell you that success comes from the accumulation of wealth. They will quote Aristotle or Jesus Christ or Buddha or anybody else they can find a quote. And they usually refer to God in the context 
of how he can make you wealthy. And it appears, after you listen to them for 30 minutes, that they believe that that's the reason for God's existence, to make you wealthy. But I do recall a passage that states that all the gold and the silver is his. Mm-hmm. There is a passage that states that the things of this world are busy passing away. A passage that states to set our affections on things above. So, so much for what these people say in their seminars. You see, all of our thinking should be rooted in biblical truth. All of our thinking should be rooted, should find its roots in scriptural, biblical truth. Because of Jesus' resurrection, the facts that some people think are so horrid and horrendous are ultimately extremely positive. So the person who believes the scripture and anchors their life in it is an optimistic person. Not because the scripture says you must be positive. You must be positive. No, that's not why. It's because our optimism is based on hope that comes from God. It's based on truth. God is real. He was actually born of a virgin. He actually gave his life for the sins of the world. And the second coming is very much real. So, the truth is very positive. And as a result of those of us who have chosen to believe the truth, we should be positive scripturally and biblically. Amen? He is our blessed hope. Having a biblical perspective is seeing life as God sees it. Having a biblical perspective or point of view is seeing life as God sees it. Not the way you feel when you roll out of bed. It's seeing life as God sees it. It is the ability to see past the immediate circumstances and to be able to peer into God. You see, Abraham couldn't just look at his body and Sarah's body. He had to look beyond and see the stars and understand that God promised him that his descendants would outnumber the stars. Having a biblical perspective is seeing life as God sees it. Amen. A biblical perspective is what Joshua and Caleb had. So let's visit 
Numbers chapter 13. Numbers chapter 13. Beginning with verse 1. Numbers chapter 13. And the Lord spake unto Moses, saying, Send thou men, that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. Of every tribe of their fathers shall ye send a man, every one a ruler among them. Verse 6, Numbers chapter 13, verse 6. Of the tribe of Judah, Caleb the son of Jephunneh. Verse 16, Numbers chapter 13, verse 16. These are the names of the men which Moses sent to spy out the land. And Moses called Oshia, the son of Nun, Jehoshua. And Moses sent them to spy out the land of Canaan and said unto them, Get ye up this way southward and go up into the mountains and see the land, what it is, and the people that dwelleth therein, whether they be strong or weak, few or many, and what the land is that they dwell in, whether it be good or bad, and what cities they be that dwell in, whether in tents or in strongholds, and what the land is, whether it be fat or lean, whether it be wood therein or not, and be ye of good courage, and bring of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the time of the first ripe grapes. So they went up. They went up. Joshua and Caleb entered Canaan and saw the land. They saw the fruit. They saw the potential for prosperity. They saw a place where their families could live and that they could all worship God. The other ten spies went to the exact same land and saw giants, great men of war, who made conquering the land seem impossible. Of course we understand that Joshua and Caleb saw the same giants too. But when the ten saw the giants as bigger than God, too much for God to handle. Joshua and Caleb saw God as bigger than the giants. Because they envisioned God on his throne, Joshua and Caleb could look at the same set of circumstances and see a completely different picture than what the others saw. So they were optimistic while being realistic. They were not so heavenly-minded that they were not any earthly good. Amen? Our perspective or our points of view may not be tested in the exact same way as theirs, 
But our points of view will be tested. They will be put to the test. All these ideas and perspectives and points of view that we have that don't line up with the words going to bring them to the test. In Psalm 7, verse 9, Psalm 7, verse 9, Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end, but establish the just. For the righteous God trieth the hearts and the reins. God tries our hearts and our emotions. That's right. He's going to, he's going to put it to the test. You'll find out if it's legit or if it's not. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 3. Proverbs, I'm sorry, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 3. The fining pot is for silver and the furnace for gold, but the Lord trieth the heart. And that's what happened with the 12 spies. God tried their hearts. Were they going to trust God or they want to walk by sight? You see, saints, we're to walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. Hebrews chapter 4. Verse 12, Hebrews chapter 4, verse 12. For the word of God is quick, it's alive and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividing asunder of soul and spirit and of the joints and marrow and is a discerner of the thought tense of the heart. Amen. So, I'm going to tell you a story. It's a true story, but the names have been changed to protect the innocent, you see. Years ago, Joyce and Joe went on a two-week vacation to another state. They left their children with some friends, some close family friends, and they took off on what they presumed to be their greatest vacation ever. They planned everything at down to the last detail, and they just knew it was going to be a perfect vacation. Now, I've been on several vacations in my life, most of them with my family, and I'm yet to go on a perfect vacation yet. Things did go perfectly for about the first 40 miles. After that, their radiator blew up, and to get it fixed, it cost half a day of their time, and half of the money that they took to to enjoy their vacation. So 24 hours later, 
the rest of their money and their credit cards were stolen. Isn't that exciting? It was a Friday evening of the Memorial Day weekend. They couldn't wire back for money until the banks opened three days later. And they had reservations in another part of the state. Well, that's how the perfect vacation got going. But that's not all. Not only did they have more car problems, but Joyce developed a severe sun rash and couldn't be out in the direct sunlight. So she had to resign herself to long sleeves, high necklines, and floppy hats. Thrilling. So the point is, while it could have been the worst vacation they ever had, it turned out to be one of the best. You say you can't be serious. Oh, yes. Why? Because they changed their perspective. They changed their point of view. They cried. They prayed. They laughed. And they grew some more. They counted their blessings and realized how much they had and how little they had actually lost. Once they let go of their ideal picture-perfect vacation and decided instead to enjoy whatever God had for them, God gave back to them a wonderful time and even more. No, the circumstances didn't improve, but their attitudes, improve. By God's grace, our attitudes completely overcome our circumstances if we allow it to happen. If we allow it to happen. According to our point of view, According to our perspective, that's how life goes for us, our vacation, or whatever else. In Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, Proverbs chapter 19, verse 21, there are many devices in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the counsel of the Lord, that shall stand. Now, saints, there are some in our ministry who are looking at their lives presently through jet black sunglasses that they can't see through. All they see is what they don't have. 
All they focus on is the negative, that that doesn't please them at the moment. And they're busy trying to concoct their own plan to solve the issue. You know, no matter how many times I've taught Proverbs 3, verses 5 through 7, and that the sons of God are led by the Spirit of God, these saints are still deciding that they're going to work it out their own way. Well, they'll have to learn, won't they? Amen? The Lord's plans, the Lord's purposes that prevail in life. We may think we have the greatest plan, but God's purpose is going to prevail. So, many times in life we have decided that we're going to just stand our ground no matter what. But saints, when we walk in humility, we unclench our, we release our plans, and we give ourselves over to God's purpose, whether we can see it or whether we can't, whether it's visible or invisible. We can sit there and pout and sulk and say, I'm not changing, I'm not changing, I'm not changing, until we can't say it anymore. Or else we can stop being so stubborn and we can release our plan, our idea, and give ourselves over to God's purpose and so be fulfilled in this life. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. Proverbs chapter 18, verse 14. The spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but a wounded spirit who can bear? So a a man's spirit will sustain him when he's ill, when he's down. But when his spirit is crushed, what can he bear? Well, saints, a righteous attitude will carry us through bad circumstances and even poor health conditions. A right attitude, a righteous attitude, carry us through bad circumstances and poor health conditions. But no matter how strong the body or how positive the circumstances, a crushed spirit will not be able to experience joy. Perspective is what makes 
our spirits soar like eagles, even when our body has been attacked by accident, by disease, or even by age. You've met people that are chronologically quite older, but they're young, they're youthful on the inside, and it gushes forth from them. It's the perspective. It's the point of view. So, pressure and stress from the vicissitudes of life will not prevail in the face of a righteous perspective. And so, oppression, stress will not prevail in the vicissitudes of life, in the face of a righteous perspective or point of view. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 10. Second Thessalonians chapter 2 and verse 10. And with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish. And those that are perishing, they've been deceived, and it's unrighteous. Because they receive not the love of the truth, that they might be saved. They receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved in whatever the situation happens to be. They wanted to hold on to their scornful point of view. They wanted to hold on and wrap themselves in depression. They wanted to court a spirit of suicide. They wanted to live their days in melancholy. Well, that's not righteous, and it will cause you to perish. Time for many of us to receive the love of the truth. See, in order to even hear the truth and receive the truth, you've got to want it. Someone could give you the truth about your situation, but when you don't want to hear it, you won't. They could come along with your answer, but if you don't want to, you won't receive it. You've got to want to. Some desire in your heart to want the truth, not just what you want to hear. Not somebody to pat you on the shoulders and say, oh, poor you, poor you. It's so terrible what has happened to you. No, someone that will help you to open your eyes, see the truth, and then do something about the truth that you see. 
Amen. In the Gospel of John, full of John, chapter 8, verse 32. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. I have discovered in ministry that not everyone wants to be free. Mm-hmm. And ye shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. But not everyone wants to be free. First Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4. Who will have all men to be saved? and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. It's God's desire for us to be salvation at its full in every circumstance of life and to come into the knowledge of the truth. But not everyone is willing. Perspective or point of view is rooted in our beliefs. In what we believe, we think and act based on our beliefs. Our belief system is like a blueprint on which we build our lives, and it also is the lens through which we see our lives. It's through what we believe. So if we believe, things that are askew, that are false, that are deceptive, our building will be askew. It won't be plumb. This is why exposure to true Bible teaching is so urgently important. And that is also why it's essential that we attend church service like you're doing now that teaches God's word and that we can study it daily ourselves. We encourage you to do that. When our belief, when what we believe is established on God's truth, the foundation for our life is solid. And we are more likely to stand in the face of all the stressful circumstances of this life. Now, when it comes to beliefs, we're not talking about what we say we believe. People say they believe a lot more than they actually believe. We're talking about what you really do believe. Most people say they believe in a sovereign God as a doctrine that is correct. But the true test of our belief is when we have a week of rain on our long-awaited camping trip or when the car breaks down on the way to the airport or the washer 
with all of our best delicate clothes in it. Or the washer ends up filled with muddy water from a broken water main. Or the outdoor pipes are frozen and burst. And so we have to get up in the middle of the night in extremely cold weather and try to fix it. And we don't know exactly what we're doing. That's when you when you find out what you really believe. So since God is sovereign, when he deals with the rise and fall of empires, empire all the way to what they think is the empire now, well, isn't he the same sovereign God when the camping tent is leaking or our favorite outfit is ruined or we put a roast in the oven and an hour and a half later it's as cold as it was when we put it in the oven? Is he sovereign just when things are going our way or is he sovereign all the time? Our belief ought to be rooted in the truth. And whether they are rooted in the truth or no, they will determine what our point of view and what our perspective is. A person going to hell may be relatively happy, while the one going to heaven may be miserable. Both of them have attitudes based on incorrect beliefs. But whether or not they are correct, their beliefs determine their attitude. Amen. Luke chapter 6, Luke, Luke chapter 6, beginning with verse 47. Amen. Beginning with verse 47. Luke chapter 6, beginning with verse 47. Whosoever cometh to me, And heareth my saying, and doeth them, I will show you to whom he is like. He is like a man which built an house and dig deep, and laid the foundation on a rock. And when the flood arose, the stream beat vehemently upon that house, and could not shake it, for it was founded upon a rock. But he that heareth and doeth not is like a man that without a foundation built an house upon the earth, against which the stream did beat vehemently, and immediately it fell. It caved in. And the ruin of that house was great. So we see. 
That's the way it is with our beliefs. Either we have the right beliefs and we're founded upon a rock, or we have erroneous beliefs, and we're on the earth of the sand. And when the same storm comes, those that are their beliefs on the rock will will sustain the storm. But those that don't have the right beliefs, well, their house might wash out into the ocean. I've watched houses wash out into the ocean. It's not a very inspiring sight. So you say, but pastor, I believe that God is sovereign, and I believe that God loves me, but I'm still unhappy. Well, I say to you, there's a difference between giving mental assent, agreeing in your mind, in your thoughts, to what the scriptures say, and truly trusting in God. There is a difference. Many of of us believe in God to the extent that we would say, yes, I believe, if I ask you, do you believe? But many of us also don't really trust him to do what he said he can do. You see, Abraham trusted him to believe that he could do what he said he could do. So what do we do? We stay put because it's safer to maintain the status quo, even if we find it to be unpleasant, than to step out in faith and trust him. What happens? What if it does? Amen? What if it does? Trusting God is a matter of faith. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So we must immerse ourselves, saturate ourselves in God's word. Our belief whether they are right or wrong, have been formed over the many years of our lives. So, some of us have solar panels on our home. They store energy from the sun. In the same vein, faith is firmly established when we have regular exposure to the truth and ap- the application, see, here comes the doing, not just the exposure, the doing, the application of that truth to the events we confront in our lives. You know, just like we rub lotion on our bodies, We have to apply the word to our everyday life. The circumstances trigger 
A hard wind doesn't cause a house to be built poorly, but a hard wind will show up if it was built poorly or not. Likewise, the same strong wind that capsizes one sailboat will move another sailboat to its destination. So faith really demonstrates itself the most in adverse, amen, adverse circumstances. So what should we do? What should we do? You see, you can listen to me preach this word, but what are you going to do with it? Are you going to do with it? What are you going to do with it? There was a child story written about this little boy. And this little boy had a number of negative things, we would call them negative, happen to him. All during the course of one day. Now, these annoyances and irritations and bothers, as we call them, is something that's typical and happens to everybody. So, it was just a picture of what happens in a world that has to deal with the curse, the world we live in. You see, Jesus promises in Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, Revelation chapter 21, verse 3, and I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people, and God himself shall be with them and be their God. Hmm. The little boy in the story needed to know about these promises that God gives. And so do we all. It's good to know, saints, that God is going to take away all pain, all suffering, all death, and all tears so that we can live forever with him and his people on the new earth in complete peace, beauty, and happiness. It's good to know that. Amen? It's good to know that. But you see, you have to believe it too. Knowing it is one thing, 
believing it is quite another matter. And believing it to the point that you allow it to change your point of view. That's right. Believing it to the point that it changes your own personal point of view. That's what we're looking at. Amen. To the point that it changes your own point of view. In Revelation, I'm just going to read it to you. Chapter 21, it reads, And the twelve gates were twelve pearls. Every several gate was of one pearl, and the street of the city was pure gold, as it were transparent glass. And I saw no temple therein, for the Lord God Almighty and the Lamb are the temple of it. And the city had no need of the sun, neither of the moon to shine in it, for the glory of God did lighten it, and the Lamb is the light thereof. Amen. There's a better day coming. You have to know it. You must believe it. So perhaps we should all remind ourselves of this when it looks like we're having a horrible day. Perhaps this will help us to put that day in its true perspective. We could consider that we actually do deserve to be in hell. But instead, Jesus went to the cross so that we will not get, we'll have the opportunity to bypass what we really deserve. Instead, live in heaven with him for eternity. We can consider that we've been delivered from a horrible eternity and that we are assured of a happy one with him. So that would mean that what we think of as a terrible day isn't so terrible after all. And we can understand better that God is actually work together for our good. Amen? This is really what God wants us to see right now. So I'm not going to go any further with this message. We'll complete it at another time. However, I want us to consider if any of these spirits are in our lives. I'm going to call off a list of spirits. Amen. And I want you to determine. I want you to determine if any of these spirits are presently manifesting in your own life. Worry, nervousness, tension, fatigue. Hyperactivity, irritability, 
anger, impatience, fears, insecurity, insomnia, irregular breathing, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, trembling, depression, inability to sit still, inability to have fun, lack of contentment, indigestion, stomach problems, headaches, backaches, dizziness, lightheadedness, mood swings, desire to avoid people, excessive sleep and naps, crying spells, nightmares, taking tranquilizers, facial wrinkles, skin problems, unexplained itching, problem swallowing, racing heart, heart palpitations, preoccupation, restlessness, loss of concentration, nervous tics, ulcers, unexplained aches and pains, swings in blood sugar, inability to relax, guilt, helplessness, hopelessness, a sinking feeling, irregular bowel movement, increased allergic symptoms, increase of appetite, loss of appetite, cold hands and feet, unexplained menstrual changes, excessive daydreaming, excessive drinking, unexplained rashes, frequent colds, sore throat, well, uneasiness, impatience, intolerance, aggressiveness, competitiveness, trying to do several things at once, excessively high expectations of yourself and others, time urgency, frustration, anger, strained relationships, Driven personality, guilt feelings when relaxing. Are any of these spirits manifesting in your life? Are any of these spirits, saints, manifesting in your own life? Well, they are. I want you to know that God wants you to be free of them. I see three people, four people in the chat room that are willing to tell the truth. Five, six, seven, more. You see, saints, God knows what to preach. You see, we have room to grow. Now, I'm going to bind these spirits in your life. However, once I bind them, you have to go to the Lord. You have to go to the Lord. 
you and the Lord need to have some serious conversation. Amen? I'm going to bind them in you. But you have to go to the Lord. Amen? You have to go to the Lord. You can't just say, well, okay, Lord, I I have a couple of those. No, 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 no. You got to get real. You got to pull the mask off. Parent before the Lord. If you miss some of what I said, you need to recast. Amen? After I bind these spirits in you, saints, you need to spend some time with Jesus Christ. About what? About your neighbor? No, about you. This isn't about your neighbor. This is about you. It's not the deacon nor the usher, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. It's not my brother nor my sister, but it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer. You got to come clean with God. And most Christians don't come clean with the Lord. Most don't come clean with the Lord. All right, so I take it by now that you've at least got a paper towel so that I can go ahead and bind these spirits in you. Amen? Amen. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you thanking you for the blood of Jesus. We want to be changed, Lord. We don't want to remain the same person that we've always been, putting on a church face and not being transparent with you or with ourselves. Tonight, Lord, we're looking in this mirror. We're looking at who we are in the mirror. As the song says, we're looking at the, in, at the man in the mirror, and we're saying it's time for his ways to change. It's time for our ways to change. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, as the pastor of Miracle Outreach Ministries, and from my position seated in heavenly places with Christ Jesus, authority, dominion, and power over these spirits in Jesus' name. I bind worry. I bind nervousness. I bind tension, fatigue, frustration, hyperactivity, irritability, anger, impatience, fears, insecurity, insomnia, in Jesus' name. I bind irregular breathing, 
hindered breathing, high blood pressure, low blood pressure, trembling, depression, you're bound in Jesus' name. I bind the inability to sit still, the inability to have fun, the lack of contentment, indigestion, and various stomach problems. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind headaches, backaches, dizziness, lightheadedness, mood swings, a desire to avoid people. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind sleeplessness. I bind excessive sleep and nap. I bind crying spells. Nightmares, taking tranquilizers, facial wrinkles, skin problems, breakouts, unexplained itching. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind problems swallowing, racing heart, patience. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind preoccupation. I bind restlessness. I bind loss of concentration. I bind nervous tics and ulcers. I bind you in the name of Jesus. I bind unexplained aches and pains, swings in blood sugar levels, and inability to relax. And guilt, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind helplessness, hopelessness, a sinking feeling, irregular bowel movement. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind increased allergic symptoms, increase of appetite, loss of appetite, cold hands and feet. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind unexplained menstrual changes, excessive daydreaming, smoking, excessive drinking. I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Unexplained rashes, frequent colds, sore throats, Competitiveness, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. Aggressiveness, intolerance, impatience, I bind you in the name of Jesus Christ. I bind uneasiness, excessively high expectations of yourself and of others. Unrealistic expectations, I bind you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I bind multitasking. In the name of Jesus Christ. Trying to do several things at once. I bind you. In the name of Jesus Christ. I bind time urgency. You got to get it done. 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 You got to go, 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 go. I bind you in Jesus' name. You can't tolerate waiting for anything called free-floating anxiety. Anxiety just shows up for any reason or no reason at all. 
I bind achievement orientated. You're focused on the achievement, not on the journey, on the achievement. I bind frustration and the anger that it causes. I bind strained relationships. I bind a driven personality, a pushy personality. I bind guilt feelings when relaxing in Jesus' name. Father, I've taken authority, dominion, and power over these spirits and the members of Miracle Outreach Ministries, and I have bound them in the name of Jesus Christ. And I cage these spirits in the spiritual cage in the name of Jesus. I have counseled the saints to come to you in truth, in the spirit of truth, that your counsel will become their instruction, that they might be completely delivered in Jesus' name. You see, it's one thing. I could just sit here and call the spirits out of you, but you see there's more to it. Jesus is going deeper. He wants you to face him. He wants you to face him, face to face, and deal with him about what's really in you and what's really going on. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. Amen. So, Father, we thank you for part one of this message in Jesus' name. We thank you that you're dealing with your people and that you're working in our hearts and in our lives. Amen? That you're working tonight in our hearts and in our lives. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Brother Bill. Oop, wherever you went. There you are. Praise the Lord, Pastor Sabrina. Praise the Lord. We have some wonderful praise reports tonight. Let's get started. JC has a praise report. Thomas, the union steward at my former school, was released from the hospital after 47 days last week. He was on a ventilator and only given a 50% chance of survival with long COVID blood clots and newly diagnosed leukemia. The prayers of the righteous availeth much. Thomas is on the men and expected to return to teaching in January. Praise the Lord for healing him, you saints. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for our wonderful prayer. Praise that, Lord Jesus, that you are there and you always answer our prayers. Gina has a praise report. Thank you deeply, MIC, for prayers for my daughter who's recovering from an opiate addiction. The Lord was with us when we were together today, and much tears were shed. The Lord has her on the right track, and I'm grateful, and I'm getting to know her personality and feel the depth of our love for each other. Amen. Amen. In case has praise. 
we met with KK's parents. The Holy Spirit kept my mouth shut. I communed with God the whole time. I spoke, but only when necessary. I chose words carefully, and KK said I could have even spoken more. This is truly miraculous. <laughs> I pray that they notice that I'm not the woman their son married 13 years ago. I I realize that it's because Jesus is alive. Praise you, Lord Jesus, when you help us and you change us, and we can see the change. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Dana as a public repentance and a praise report. Finally, I repent for being disobedient at the word of the Lord regarding demonic distractions. Literally, after hearing the warning, I was suddenly bombarded with demonic distractions. An elderly relative with serious health issues showed up at my house. They typically don't visit that late. I should have asked the Holy Spirit, but thought within myself that something was wrong. I was wrong. It wasn't an emergency, and the Lord allowed me to see the ungodly spirit influencing them on their face. Immediately after they left, I was harassed by two other demonic distractions, a filthy fly and a worrisome net. Eventually, I was able to deal with these two bugs. I repented privately for disobedience to spiritual warfare. I learned to bind demonic distractions before services. And after binding the demonic distractions, my dog, who is constantly near me, often wanting my attention, now goes into the next room during the spiritual warfare part of the services without me telling him. And since the Lord freed me from fear and oppression, I was able to drive in the area where I experienced extreme attacks for 20-plus years. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for your love. Thank you, Jesus, for your mercy. Bless your holy name. And, saints, you have to keep binding everything we did in that last fast, and you'll keep growing and getting better. We praise you for that, Lord Jesus. Thank you. And D has a praise report. I thank Father God for making a way out of no way for me to get to and from work with little to no money and help of my bosses and coworkers. All my gratitude belongs to you. Glory, hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And Carolyn has a praise report. I've been putting prayers for me, MIC family, and my children, my daughter had several miracles using some of the prayers. And MIC, she heard the voice of the Holy Spirit directing her what to do, the open doors, binding and loosening, and including disconnecting, buyers, sellers, senders, sellers, receivers. It's amazing what the Lord's done. And her rent to the deposit to her new flat was paid for this month. She and her son was tested. Both have 20-20 vision. She finished her school project on time, and her 14-year-old Down syndrome child she is working with is now talking in sentences. More discipline and his mom is very impressed. She is asking a few questions about the Lord Jesus. Praise you, Lord. You're getting her attention. And N.K. says, praise on the way to K.K.'s meeting. His parents, the three of us, prayed in tongues for 10 minutes, saying to God, 
prayed scriptures, did spiritual warfare, and corporately bound and loosed the list that Pastor made for everyone. There was no question that we had to be a cohesive unit in the Holy Ghost, and each of us manned our post as best we could. The dinner was extremely successful. I'm in shock as to how much God is changing everything. Pastor Sabrina said that he is in control. It is true. And, wow, praise you, Lord. And my husband has always said that his parents do not apologize, that they just don't understand it's foreign to them. They flew to Florida just to apologize to us. Then last night, they apologized to AK for harming our family. (laughs) Jesus is working on them through our agreement prayers. Thank you, Pastor Sabrina, Brother Bill, Brother Marshall, as well as Dr. Pat for going before us and teaching us how to persevere, pray, and believe. And my vaccinated in-laws caught the virus, and KK's dad was in a bad way as soon as we heard I posted prayers for him and did not have to go to the hospital. They told us he got extremely sick and would have uncontrollable coughing fits for 10 minutes at a time. They said their goal was to keep him out of the hospital. He never had to go. And I know it's a miracle from our agreement. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Penny H. has a praise report. Thank you for the prayers from my friend Mary. She has no damage to her kidneys. Praise you, Father God, and thank you. And DCH has a praise report. Thank you, Jesus, for connecting me on the phone today with the right supervisor at a company that approved a refund to my credit card. And while talking to the supervisor, he said he's a believer. And I had the opportunity to tell him about NSC. Before I made the phone call to the company about my refund, I bound the evil spirits that I might encounter during this phone call. And there was no transference of the evil spirits to me. I thank you, Jesus, for the authority to bind spirits. And Nicole has praise report. My mom left the gate open again, and my dog got lost again. I was walking up and down the streets crying out his name. Then I said, Mom, let's pray and ask God. He knows where he is. Within 15 minutes, I got a phone call, all to say my dog had been found. Thank you, Jesus, for caring for my dog. Praise you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. And in case says, praise, thank be to God. After pastor's last night message and faith for healing scripture, she listed for us is just what I need to overcome. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And NK has a wonderful praise report here. Last year at this time, we learned that smart technology would be installed on our front door thermostat, and other places within our apartment. Since we prefer as little EMR as possible, we sought God about moving. Pastor Sabrina prayed for us and told us to get boxes because we'd be moving on up. He told us three times that the provision is there and that we don't have to beg for it, plead for it, or holler all night on the floor. KK was not used to trusting God for money or housing. The words from Pastor started us on a transformative journey. We began to 
pray for a place to live. Our building manager gave us extra months without technology, and we found a brand-new, less expensive apartment to move into. The move-out date for our new apartment kept getting pushed back after a month. In the meantime, God worked in my husband's heart to accept that he could be a homeowner and that God wanted our family to have our own house. The smart technology was eventually installed, and Jesus has protecting us from adverse effects. When the apartment finally opened, God told us to stay put. We kept believing for our house, and we didn't have the money to even know where to look for one. Recently, our rent was raised 45%, but God indicated that we weren't to leave this apartment. He had us learning about the neighbors, neighborhoods, and what features are right for us in a home and land. Meanwhile, my husband's company has been grossly underpaying him. He is a high performer with exemplary methods and sought-after skills. Over the past week, another firm began recruiting him. They learned about a boss he had five years ago who happened to be instrumental in God's plan to move us a 1,000 miles away from Florida to a place we've never been. Today, this firm offered him an excellent position, listen to this, Saints, with a 121% salary increase. Just wow. 121%. KK expects to receive this formal letter on my birthday. He views this amazing blessing as a birthday gift from God who is providing the means for his daughter to have a home that suits her. I believe he would provide, and he truly is. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. Praise you, Lord. Praise you. We believe that he does want to make us healthy and prosperous in all things. And Dina has a praise report. I've been putting in prayers for J.C., who is in prison, and one of the guards who had been treating him unfairly was moved to another section. He's been only allowed 30 minutes of walking. Now he can have a lot more. A lot more, several times a day of walking. Praise the Lord. Praise you, Lord Jesus. These are wonderful, awesome praise reports. Thank you, Lord Jesus. We just praise you for that. Praise you, Lord Jesus. And now back to you, Pastor Sabrina. Just wow. Amen. Praise the Lord. We have an amazing God. He can do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Amen? Amen. So, we are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning Steve Bannon, a popular right-wing podcaster who once served as an advisor to former President Donald Trump, has been arrested on multiple charges linked to a crowdfunding fraud scheme in which he allegedly swindled donors out of money intended for a private border wall. Bannon was arrested on Thursday morning and arraigned at a Manhattan court where he pleaded not guilty to the charges, which include two felony counts of money laundering, two felony counts of conspiracy, and one count for fraud. He was later released without bail according to multiple media reports. 
The indictment unsealed before Bannon's court appearance outlined the allegations against him, claiming he helped to defraud donors doing his work with the We Build the Wall organization, a nonprofit which aimed to raise funds for the construction of a privately owned barrier along the U.S.-Mexican border. At the time of the alleged fraud, Bannon served as chairman of the group's advisory board. While the campaign ultimately pulled in around $25 million, prosecutors say Bannon funneled more than 100000 to, to the group's president, Brian Colfidge, despite his repeated vows not to accept a salary from the organization. Some of the payments were arranged through third-party entities controlled by Bannon, according to the indictment. The simple truth is that it's a crime to profit off the back of donors by making false pretenses. Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg told reporters on Thursday, after announcing the charges, we are here to say today in one voice in Manhattan and in New York, you will be held accountable for defrauding donors. Bannon previously faced similar charges in a federal indictment filed in 2020, to which he also pleaded not guilty before receiving a pardon from Trump. However, presidential pardons apply only to federal charges, meaning New York prosecutors can proceed with the fraud case announced on Thursday. The former White House strategist and Trump campaign aide was separately charged for contempt of Congress and convicted in July after he refused to appear before lawmakers to testify about the January 6, 2021 riot at the U.S. Capitol building. Former Donald Trump aide Steve Bannon has accused U.S. President Joe Biden of trying to stir up hatred of his political enemies to get them killed. Bannon made the comments after being swatted. His home was stormed by heavenly, heavenly armed police based on a false report for the second time this summer. The White House is trying to use this type of violence, Bannon told uh, the UK on Friday, one day after Bannon vilified supporters of former President Donald Trump as extremists who threatened to destroy American democracy. They're stirring up unstable people on the far left to do this. Police in Washington were called to Bannon's home on a false report on Thursday evening, just minute before, minutes before Biden began his scathing primetime speech, which most of the media didn't even cover. Earlier in the day, White House press secretary condemned those who don't agree with the American majority as extreme. Last week, Biden likened the Make America Great Again philosophy of Trump supporters to semi-fascism and accused Make America Great Again Republicans of posing a threat to our very democracy. This is 100% triggered by the White House. The White House spokeswoman earlier that day Biden's announcement over the last couple of days, said Bannon, formerly 
chief White House strategist and Trump's 2016 presidential campaign CEO. He added that the swatting calls were very specific and were intended to trigger police to use deadly force. Bannon, who normally broadcasts his war room radio show from his home, wasn't there during the latest swatting incident. He was targeted in a similar incident last July when armed police swarmed his home after a caller said a gunman was inside and had shot someone. Another top Biden critic, U.S. Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, was swatted last. Caller falsely reported that a man had been shot in a bathtub at her Georgia home. After waking to loud knocks and seeing people and lights outside, she opened her door to police with guns drawn. The caller who made the false report later claimed to be angry about Green's opposition to the child sex change operations and wanting and admitted wanting to swat her. Isn't that cute? I think that's an illegal use of SWAT teams. Swatting calls have led to multiple deaths in the U.S. For example, a Kansas man was killed by police in 2017 after a 9-11 caller reported that he had shot his father and was holding remaining family members hostage. What happened to Green and myself is they're trying to get us assassinated by using law enforcement, Bannon said. He added that would-be assassins could use other methods to target Biden's enemies. Biden is stirring up his most unstable and radical element to use any means necessary to physically harm or suppress dissenting voices. Nevertheless, Bannon vowed to keep pushing for conservative causes. I'm never going to stop, so they'll have to kill me first. Mama. So we thank the righteous judge for his adjudications. We're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning evangelical Christian school teacher Enoch Burke has been locked up in Mount Joy Prison in Dublin, Ireland on contempt of court charges after he vowed to continue disobeying a court injunction meant to keep him off campus pending the outcome of a disciplinary proceeding. Burke spent his first night in the jail in isolation on Monday. Justice Michael Quinn has vowed to keep Burke behind bars until he agrees to comply with Wilson Hospital School's demands. However, Burke insisted that doing so would violate his religious beliefs and admitted that if he were not jailed, he would resume showing up for work every day. I am here today because I would not call a boy a girl, he declared, insisting that doing so was in violation of, his, of my conscience. Burke and other staff had been told to address a formerly male student who wished to transition by a different name and use they pronouns back in May. But the teacher refused to do so, setting off a series of clashes that culminated in his suspension last month with full pay. Rather than stay home waiting for the disciplinary proceedings to conclude, however, 
Burke continued to to turn up at school, leading his employer to secure a court injunction barring him from campus until Wednesday. His continued disobedience ended with his arrest over the weekend. Burke dismissed the suspension order against him as invalid and unfair, arguing that gross misconduct is required for such a penalty, whereas he had merely expressed his religious beliefs that transgenderism was contrary to church teaching. It is reprehensible that anyone's religious beliefs could be taken as a ground for misconduct or gross misconduct, Burke said. Contempt charges carry an indefinite prison term, which is ended only when the person agrees to purge the contempt or the judge opts to order the individual's release. Burke, who has represented himself in court, insists he will not purge my contempt by holding my Christian beliefs in contempt or go into the school and bow to something I know to be manifestly wrong. That is, belief in male and female is wrong. Amen. Praise the Lord. We are requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning. The Internal Revenue Service said on Friday, it accidentally exposed but has since removed the confidential financial information of about 120,000 taxpayers. My, what a coincidence. In a letter to the Homeland Security Chairman, Representative Benny Thompson, uh, Democrat of Mississippi, Treasury Department Acting for Management, Anna Canfield Roth, wrote that the IRS recently identified an inadvertent and now corrected disclosure of a subset of Forms 990-T and that the inadvertent disclosure included limited information for approximately 120,000 individuals. The Form 990-T is the business tax return form used by tax-exempt entities to report business income or investments that are unrelated to their exempt purpose. Tax-exempt entities include certain organizations, government entities, and retirement accounts. Individuals who use this form mainly include people whose individual retirement accounts have investments, including in real estate or other assets that generate income. While the IRS is required to publicly disclose the Form 990-T for 501c3 organizations, Ross said on Friday that some Form 990-T data were inadvertently published for a subset of non 501c3, which are not subject to public disclosure. Specifically, the agency found that some machine-readable XML form 990-T data made available for bulk downloads on the tax-exempt organization search should not have been made public. The section is mainly used by people with the ability to use machine-readable data. Other more widely used sections of 
tax-exempt organization searches were unaffected, Roth told Thompson. The IRS took immediate steps and removed the errant files from IRS.gov. It will replace them with updated files in the next few weeks, Roth said on Friday. She noted that the disclosure included limited information for the 120,000 individuals, adding that in some instances the data did include individual names or business contact information. According to the Wall Street Journal, which first reported on the disclosure, the data also included financial information about income within people's IRAs. However, the data did not include Social Security numbers, individual income information, detailed financial account data, or other sensitive information that could impact a taxpayer's credit, she wrote. The IRS is continuing to review this situation and has been instructed by the Treasury Department to conduct a prompt review of its practices to ensure necessary protections are in place to prevent unauthorized data disclosures. She said that more details will come within the next 30 days, including summaries of the IRS's response to the disclosure. Makes you feel real comfortable, doesn't it? We're requesting adjudication from the righteous judge concerning the Department of Veteran Affairs on September 2nd announced plans to offer abortion, despite warnings that such a move would be illegal. The VA interim final rule lets the department provide abortion counseling and abortions to pregnant veterans and beneficiaries. The abortions will be available when the life or the health of the pregnant veteran would be endangered if the pregnancy were carried to term or the pregnancy resulted from rape or incest, according to the rule. A pregnant veteran saying that rape or incest occurred is sufficient evidence that it did, according to the rule. The change brings the VA in alignment with generally accepted standards of medical practice, and the updated policy came about due to input from VA health care providers and veterans who sounded the alarm that abortion restrictions are creating a medical emergency for those we serve, said Dr. Sharif Inahal, the VA's Undersecretary for Health. The abortions may be done even if they violate restrictions in a state, the VA said. In July 27, Democratic senators following the U.S. Supreme Court striking down of Roe v. Wade, called for the VA to offer abortions. This decision makes it even more critical that veterans receive access to the reproductive care to which they are entitled, the senators wrote in a letter to VA Secretary Dennis Madonna, McDuno, whatever his name. Okay, I missed. About an appointee. Thus, the Department of Veteran Affairs must urgently begin rulemaking to allow veterans and eligible dependents to receive abortions and all abortion-related services. Senator from Hawaii, one of the signatories, welcomed the update. This is an important first step. The VA must go further and provide these services to all veterans, regardless of circumstances, she said in the statement on September 2nd. 
Senator Elizabeth Warren, Democrat of Massachusetts, who also signed the letter, called the update a critical action to ensure American veterans are provided reproductive health care. McDonough told a congressional panel in 2021 that the VA isn't prohibited from providing abortions. The Democratic senators agreed, noting that the Hyde Amendment, which bars some government funding for abortion, doesn't apply to the VA. However, Senator James Langford of Oklahoma warned McDonough in August that the VA would violate a different law if it performed abortions. Section 106 of the Veterans Health Care Act of 1992 says that the VA may provide women with general reproductive health care, including the management of menopause, but not including under this section infertility services, abortions, or pregnancy care, except relating to a pregnancy that is complicated or in which the risk of complications are increased by a service-connected condition. The VA isn't an abortion clinic. For 30 years, the law has been clear that the VA isn't permitted to offer abortions. Instead of ignoring the law and promoting taking human life, the VA should respect the dignity of our veterans and their family members, including unborn children, Langford said in a statement on September 2nd. The VA in its rules cited 38 U.S.C. 1710, which states that the VA secretary may, subject to certain limitations, furnish hospital care and medical services, which the secretary determines to be needed, and claim that those medical services include abortions. Okay, we're requesting adjudications from the righteous judge concerning the case of Missouri versus Biden, in which the state of Missouri and Louisiana, along with four private plaintiffs, represented by the new Civil Liberties Alliance, are suing the Biden administration for allegedly free speech violations. Specifically, the executive branch of the federal government has been colluding with social media to censor any content on social media platforms. Twitter, YouTube, owned by Google, and LinkedIn, owned by Microsoft, Facebook, and Instagram, both owned by Meta. Any content that questions, challenges, or contradicts the government's COVID policies. While private companies might arguably choose to censor content on their platforms, the government cannot pressure or coerce private companies to censor disfavored content. Any such action is clearly a violation of the free speech guaranteed by the First Amendment of the U.S. Constitution. As we articulate in our latest legal brief, under the First Amendment, the federal government should have no role in policing private speech or picking winners and losers in the marketplace of ideas. But that is what federal officials are doing on a massive scale. Our joint statement on discovery disputes legal brief filed with the court and made public today reveals scores of federal officials across at least 11 federal agencies have secretly communicated with social media platforms to censor and suppress private speech federal officials disfavor. 
This unlawful enterprise has been wildly successful. Here are just a few excerpts from this document, which includes attachments of hundreds of pages of emails and other uh, governmental and big tech internal communications as supporting evidence. These documents were obtained after we requested the following information on discovery. Plaintiffs served interrogatories and document requests upon the government defendants seeking the identity of federal officials who have been and are communicating with social media platforms about disinformation, misinformation, malinformation, and or any censorship or suppression of speech on social media, including the nature and content of those communications. Plaintiffs also serve third-party subpoenas on five major social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, both owned by Meta, YouTube, and LinkedIn. On August 17, 2022, the government defendants provided objections <coughs> excuse me, and responses to the plaintiff's state discovery request and began a rolling production of documents that was completed on August 26, 2022. Secretary Mayorkas of the Department of Homeland Security commented that the federal government's efforts to police private speech on social media are occurring across the federal enterprise, document 45233. It turns out that this statement is true on a scale beyond what the plaintiffs could ever have anticipated. The limited discovery produced so far provides a tantalizing snapshot into a massive sprawling federal censorship enterprise which includes dozens of federal officials across at least 11 federal agencies and components identified so far who communicate with social media platforms about misinformation, (coughs) disinformation, and the suppression of private speech on social media, all with the intent and effect of pressuring social media platforms to censor and suppress private speech speech that federal officials disfavor. The discovery provided so far demonstrates that censorship enterprise is extremely broad, including officials in the White House, Health and Human Services, Department of Homeland Security, the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, the CDC, NIAID, and the Office of the Surgeon General, and evidently other agencies as well, such as the Census Bureau, the FDA, the FBI, the State Department, the Treasury Department, the U.S. Election Assistance Commission. And it rises to the highest levels of the U.S. government, including numerous White House officials, More discovery is needed to uncover the full scope of this censorship enterprise and thus allow plaintiffs the opportunity to achieve fully effective injunctive relief. Defendants have objected to producing some of the most relevant information in their possession, i.e. the identities and nature and content of communications of White House officials and officials at other federal agencies 
who are not yet defendants in this case because they were unknown when the plaintiffs served their discovery six years ago. Defendants have been objected to producing discovery that would reveal both the height and the breadth of the federal censorship enterprise. The court should overrule these objections and order defendants to provide this highly relevant, responsive, and probative information. All righty. I think that's enough. There's more there if you want to know, but it just sort of repeats what I've already said. It even calls out Anthony Fossey in particular. Amen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Amen. God is great, and we are grateful that he is truly on our side. Amen. Truly on our side. Amen. Praise God. Brother Marshall. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Lord. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Thank you, Father. You show us how much that you're for us. And Jesus, we know that you're ever living to make intercession for us, like it says in Hebrews 7, 25. And we thank you, Father, for sending your son to pay that price, to take our cup of cursing, because at least I deserved it anyway, and I think most of us had. You said you did not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. And I have, and I do repent. And you're changing me, changing me from glory to glory, as I behold your glory with open face. We thank you for changing us all, Lord. We're not who we were a year ago. We thank you for changing us all, from the youngest to the more mature ones, Lord. We thank you we're all still being changed. Father God, you hasten and chasten your will to make known, and you know how to deal with our hearts, Lord. And we thank you for changing us and filling us, Lord Jesus, with your very self. You have power to lay down your life, and you have power to take it up again. And we thank you for the privilege of receiving your spirit. Thank you, Father, for the spirit of adoption. Thank you for truly the love of God is shed abroad from our hearts by the Holy Ghost who is given unto us. So we forgive God, self, and others, the human beings, Father God, not just affecting all these things Dr. Sabrina has just read through, but all the things affecting any and every one of us individually, Father. We forgive everyone from our heart, Father, because just like Jesus said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. We bind up every one of those spirits that are misleading people and guiding them away from the truth, Father God, whether it be mammon, whether it be pride, whether it be rebellion. We bind up every one of those ungodly spirits. And, Father, for all these different situations, Father God, concerning the situation with with uh, um, the former um, the president's um, advisor, Mr. Bannon, and concerning this Christian school teacher in Ireland, Enoch Burke, concerning what's going on with the IRS, which is not just this little thing that Sabrina pointed out, that it affects 120,000 people. At least not everything was exposed. We thank you, Father God. You're exposing what's going on on the dark side. And you're bringing it all to light. And those people that serve Satan, they're quaking. They're rather nervous. They're rather anxious at this time, Father, because they know they've had a lot of laundry out there, a lot of dirty laundry that's been exposed, Father God, in Jesus. And we thank you for bringing it all to light in your perfect time, just like it says in Luke 8:17, Because Jesus speaking says, where is that heavenly Father? For nothing is secret that should not be made manifest, neither anything hid that should not be known and come abroad. So we thank you for exposing why they're going after Marjorie Kelly Green and Mr. Bannon and all these different people, trying to get them um, 
inadvertently bumped off by the zealous police who are trying to do their job, Father. Father, we know that Satan doesn't care who he uses. Some people are well-intentioned, and yet they might be a little misled. Some people are well-intentioned, and they think they're serving the true and living God, but they may even think the Pope is sinless. And um, he says, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God, and that would include that person who was from uh, German descent who was pretending to be the Queen of England, but she was called the Queen of England, whatever, I don't know. You know all the things that are going on and why they're there and what's going on, Father God, in Jesus' name, and why they're picking on this a Christian school teacher in Ireland who just wants to call a boy a boy. Doesn't seem like such a radical thought to me because God created the male and female. He didn't. He wasn't confused. We bind that spirit of confusion, the spirit of trying to bring in division and confusion, trying to bring uh, bring one group of people against another people, not just in Ireland, and not just the United States, every single nation, trying to get people to be upset with their employees at the IRS. Whether it was a computer error, whether it was some human error, usually computers only do what they're programmed to do, but whatever. Some people have been programmed to do some things that are not very nice, including those things that the people that... Department of Veterans Affairs, and we thank you for this uh, James Langford from Oklahoma standing up against that, Father God. We ask you to bring everything to the light. We thank you for giving the people in Missouri and Louisiana and these other individuals coming against the Biden, Biden administration saying, hey, you know, why are you censoring? We're supposed to have freedom of speech. Why are you forcing all these social media platforms to censor people that don't happen to agree with? Oh, like the Anthony Fauci uh, presumption of Oh, well, you know, this COVID thing was, you know, it's just a terrible, awful thing. It just happened to just show up mysteriously and nothing to do with, uh, you know, controlling the outcome of, of different tests that have been done on different things and to bring it about. And, Father, we know you're exposing all these things, and we thank you for doing so. And we thank you, Father God, you said you were supposed to first bind the strong man. Who is the strong man? The strong man is the mind blinder. He said some people don't believe because the, the one who is the mind blinder is blinding their minds. So for all those of Indonesia, for including those in positions of authority, Father God, in Jesus, and those that can repent, Father God, maybe they're just deceived too. Maybe they've heard the same, been drinking the same Kool-Aid or whatever the expression is so long, they actually think it's true. Some people hear a lie long enough and hard enough, they think, yeah, it really is true. You know, I mean, those are the terrible people that brought down the Twin Towers in New York in 2001. Well, they might have been terrible people, or people that are controlled by terrible demons, but they might not have all been from the Middle East. They might have been some of them from right here, right in this United States, they call it the United States. He said in 2 Corinthians 4, 4, actually beginning in verse 2, but if our gospel be hid, it is hid to them that are lost, in whom the God of this world has blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. So we thank you, Father God. The word says in Thessalonians that the enemy is destroyed by the brightness of your coming. And Jesus, you said, I am the light of this world. And we thank you for showing us that amazing compassion. You're the one who gave the law to the Jewish people through Moses. You did because, well... You're from eternity past. You didn't just show up on what people think is Christmas. You've been from eternity past. You've always been around. You're the same yesterday, today, and forever. Not just right now, looking back 2,000 years, going 
back before the foundation of this earth, Father. And Jesus has all power in heaven and earth. And we thank you for giving them that, Father. We give you praise and honor and glory in Jesus. And we're giving Jesus all power in heaven and earth. He only speaks the words you've given him to speak, Father, in Jesus' name. And Jesus says in Matthew 28, 18, Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. He is Lord of all. And who has to bow the knee? Just the royal family in England? Everybody has to bow the knee to the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Every single person, whether they be people who are associated with Antifa, whether they be people associated with the World Economic Forum, whether people associated with the censorship, whether the people coming against this Christian school teacher in Ireland, the people coming against, what's his name, Steve Bannon, coming against Marjorie Kelly Green, coming against the people in the Veterans Affairs group that actually do think that reproductive health care should have to do with reproductive health and not sacrifice of babies to Satan. That's kind of what boils down to with abortion. Not all abortion, but the majority of it. And most people don't even recognize it because Satan requires blood. And Father, you said, when I see the blood, the innocent blood, the blood of the Lamb of God, when I see the blood upon the houses where you are, the place shall not be upon you to destroy. We plead that blood over each one of us, every one of our households, every door, every window every electronic access, every mind, every heart, every eye, every ear, and we hold every thought captive in Jesus' name for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to clean down the strongholds, casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and we bring into captivity for us and those we can stand in for. Every thought captive and subject to the complete obedience of the Lord Jesus Christ and our Satan, you and all your unwillingness are perpetually continually bound. For it is written in Matthew 18, 18, whatever you bind on earth is bound in heaven. We're in agreement according to Matthew 18, 19. In Jesus' name, two of you if the greatest touch anything else, it shall be done my father's in heaven. And Father, you're not a man that should lie, and the Son of Man that should repent. Have you said it? Will you not do it? And we thank you that your arm is not too short to save. To whom is the arm of the Lord been revealed? Thank you for exposing your arm. We thank you for giving Jesus that power, all power. He's at your right hand, Father. And he's reaching down to rescue us, to pluck us out from that nasty place, Father God, that they tried to drag us down to, Father God, calling names and pointing fingers and all the rest of it, because we forget every human being from our hearts, Father. We love every human being because Jesus said, this is my commandment. Where is that in John fifteen twelve? This is my commandment, that you love one another as I have loved you. No greater love of any man than this. And he laid down his life for his friends. But some of these people that look like human beings are so inf- in- infested with things not like fleas, infested with things like unseen spirits. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speak. We bind every one of those spirits to greed, corruption, perversion, every spirit controlled by blackmail, ungodly fear. Satan controls people with pride and ungodly fear. We bind every one of those spirits of Leviathan, every spirit of ungodly fear, every spirit behind mass psychosis, all spirits behind the the mind-controlling spirits, including those coming against individuals like Manchurian candidates. We bind and cancel their trigger tones, trigger words, to every one of those Manchurian candidates, those trying to bring in false flags, those coming against all the different members of the body of Christ, not just Miracle Outreach Ministries, all the members of the body of Christ all over the globe, Father, in Jesus' name. And we thank you for the many, many different Christian ministries, Father God. And there's one gathering starting tonight, I believe it is, in Plymouth, looking back at the ancestors of the, of the uh, pilgrims who came to this nation, Father God. And they want people to know about the roots, Father God. We ask you to protect them and deliver them from witchcraft. 
And I remember the witches in Salem in Massachusetts. So, Father God, we ask you to deliver all those people of witchcraft, Father God, even as one of the brothers was praying in the chat room. Father, we bind up in one of those spirits of witchcraft all return to the assembled as the spirits descend to those spirits intended us. And not just those social medical average ministry, all the saints, Father God, in Jesus' name. God, I will them all the saints wherever they're gathering, Father God. We thank you for being a wall far around about and the glory in the midst. We thank you, Father, for keeping us by the power of your name. Jesus says, I'm no more in the world, but these are in the world. Holy Father, keep through thine own name those whom thou hast given me, that they may be one as we are. You, Lord Jesus, are one in agreement with the Father. And we thank you, Father. Only Father God knows when Jesus is coming back. Jesus doesn't even know, it says in, in uh, Mark chapter 13. But Father God knows, and he's coming back at just the right time. Our times are in your hands, Father, and you have us all here for such a time as this. And I thank you for growing us all up, helping us all to change from glory to glory. So Satan, you're bound, all your underlings are bound. And you said that nothing terrified by your adversaries, which is to them an evident token of perdition, but to you salvation and that of God. So we don't sweat what the enemy's doing. He's just showing himself up like a little dog chasing his tail. Oh, it's all so worried and stressed out. But the saints cast all our cares on the Lord from day to day. At least I do. Every day I cast my cares almost sometimes several times a day and hold every thought captive because I know that the battle's between the ears. So, Father God, we ask you to help all the people who think they're Christians, Father God, and those that go to some of these alternative news sites that put out rather dire warnings about this and that and the other thing, Father God, to be able to hold every thought captive and say, well, Father, what do you want me to do about this little bit, tidbit of information I learned about this or that? Help us all hold every thought captive and realize that our times are in your hands and underneath of the everlasting arms, and you'll never leave us nor forsake us, and together with God, nothing shall be impossible. So we thank you for giving your warnings as a guardian angel's charge over each and every one of us, Father, continually, instantly, <clears throat> and immediately. Even as Jesus said that the things he did, that we could do too, and even greater things than these, in Matthew 14, starting in verse 12. And Jesus says in, I mean, where was that? In John 14, beginning in verse 12, excuse me, Lord. And it says in Matthew 26, 53, Jesus says, Thinkest thou not that I cannot now pray to my Father, shall presently give him more than 12 legions of angels? So, Father, in Jesus' name, we're in agreement. I ask you to send as many angels as appropriate to watch over all of your saints, not just those associated with Miracle Irish Ministries, not just... Uh, Pastor Sabrina and Associate Pastor Bill, but all the saints, Father God, and we thank you, Father God, for watching over each one of us and all the family members of every saint, every single family member of every saint, even in all our ways, because you said just nothing before the time. And we put all of our family members in your capable hands. Well, oh, Lord, they're acting like they don't know you when they're doing this and that and the other. Well, how well do I know you, Lord? And this is eternal life, that they might know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. But help us all to grow in the knowledge and love of you, Lord, as we draw nigh to God. You said, draw nigh to God, and he'll draw nigh to you. We're made nigh by the blood, like it says in Ephesians 2. And because of that scripture in Ephesians 2, also we know we're seated in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, at the right hand of the Father. Thank you for raising us up together with Christ Jesus as we reckon ourselves dead with the Lord Jesus, dead to the old man, dead to fear, dead to pride, dead to untimely uh, judgment dead to every ungodly spirit of pride and presumption, and that it will do it untimely judgment, including spirits of self-hatred and every other spirit that would divide us from the from the love of the living God. Because you told us love our neighbor as ourselves, we have to love ourselves in the right measure, so we can love our neighbor as ourselves. So Father, help us all to have the right balance, and we thank you for helping us all and helping all the saints globally 
to hear your voice and waking up the sleeping giant. Jesus said, My sheep hear my voice. I know them, and they follow me. And the voice of a stranger they will not heed. So from our position, seated in every place, is in Christ Jesus, we command to be no for the flow of our communication from all the demons down there. Second heaven, worship the demons. All will be living in the world, as does the future, in Jesus' name. And I think why this love them and use this love them and only him. What Jesus wants to be here, maybe each and every one of us. So thou shalt be free of things, and shalt establish them to thee, and the light shall shine upon thy way. The Lord is my light, my salvation, and the Lord is the strength of my life. And whom shall I be afraid? And you say, and Roman, he can't get any more
thank you, Father God. You said, they're not there for They're all about